Patrick Swayze Roadhouse. He's the host to Dale underscore is Miho. He's not referencing the right movie for that song. He is Slim and his co-host Dale underscore A. Welcome to the program. Night. I feel like the majority of the films that we've done in the last like month or two have been from 1989. <laughs> That's also like from 1989. A magic year for us as human beings. It's the greatest Good year of our lives. I was seven. Slim was five. Dale, thirty-one. I mean, just a formative time in all of our lives. Mm-hmm. Actually, I was six. Were you six? Yeah, I was six. I was seven. I. Jonesy thrown out ages and nobody tries to <laughs> yeah, don't, see if it's true. Please don't fact check me about your own age, Slim. <laughs> uh, Jonesy Loves Beer is here. You know, this is a paper cake movie podcast where we talk about movies. We love movies. This pop- podcast is ending at episode 300, just around the corner. We're going out with a bang. Roadhouse. Jonesy Loves Beer is a writer. Welcome back. Thank you. Um... I am. I'm going to probably start a new fanfic, where I categorize or categorize the training between Patrick Swayze and uh, Sam Elliott in this movie. Miho. Mm. Miho. Maybe the title is just Miho. Right. You know. I just encapsulate a moment. My in time story coined. My story with <laughs> yeah. Pat and Sam. Uh, Silver Fox is back on the show. He has the same kind of ashy hair of uh, Sam Elliott. Mm. Just really majestic. That's twice that we've identified Dale A. as Sam Elliott. Once in Tombstone, Mm -hmm. and now again in Roadhouse. Uh, The internet's Sam Elliott. Dale underscore A, welcome to the show. It's great (laughs) to be here. I wish um, circa 1989 Sam Elliott, my legs were as skinny as his. Like little teeny tiny little rails, little toothpicks. It's like a Chicken tomato on two toothpicks. Sam Elliott could barely even move in this movie, and he's. But I mean, listen, let's be honest. Sam Elliott was a vision in this movie. He was a, he vi- was a, a vision, vision, but his fight scenes were bad news bears. He yeah. he looked like if my dad was out there filming a fight scene in an action movie. Those are the kind of quick quick footed <laughs> moves he'd be doing right. as Sam Elliott. Do you think Sam Elliott? has ever removed that tank top that he wears? Or do you think it's in his contract that he must wear a tank top in every mm-hmm. film? I think he even wore one in Ghost Rider, oh, if God. I can recall correctly. What a film. Don't fact check me, bro. He was a Don't at me. In Ghost Rider. He's, he's a national movie. treasure. Maybe the <laughs> only redeemable quality of Ghost Rider was Sam Elliott's uh, guest appearance. Oh, boy. Uh, so we have Roadhouse 1989 is our book club this week. We're going to get to it right around the corner. We have hot opinion news from one Jonesy Loves Beer coming in. Are we ready? Do we have the internet ready? Iron Fist is out. It came out last week. Yeah. Has anyone seen it outside of Jonesy? I've not only seen it. Hot. I've seen all 13 episodes. I might. No, before you offer up any opinion about the show, Jonesy, tell us how you do it. Tell us how you do it. Not even, it came out six days ago. Mm -hmm. What's 
What's so stunning about that? Jonesy, don't act like <laughs> I don't understand. Don't act like this is normal. It's not. Jonesy, Jonesy plays. Jonesy plays this double-edged sword yeah. where he doesn't have any time to himself. He's got two kids. It's chaos. And then on the I other know. side, I watched all of Iron <laughs> Fist. It's been out for three days. I, I I'm not. I, you know, Jonesy and I talk about a lot of stuff. We're best friends. We are. I don't That's documented fact. documented fact. I'm the godfather to his child. Mm-hmm. I don't talk true. about everything, but I will say in a private conversation a few weeks ago, I brought up the fact that, you know, the uh, Ezio trilogy just came out. You know, I, I happened mm. to buy it at Target. Buy one, get one free. Three Assassin's Creed games on one disc. Mm. I told Keep Jonesy how brother. it was on chapter two of the first game. <laughs> oh, yeah. I, yeah. That was, that was a great chapter. Uh, yeah. I'm uh, currently on Brotherhood, which is the second game, Assassin's <laughs> Creed game. He blew through the first entire game. Look, once I don't understand. Once I get right talk, on a kick, he, right? We're best friends. I have like talked to me laser focus. His, I don't know. He's like Franklin Covey over there. He makes time <laughs> for everything. I don't get it. I I am not what I appear in the service, and I am a super great time organizer, and I have incremental time for things that I. Like I can watch twenty five minutes of Iron Fist and then later on another twenty minutes, or sometimes you know this kitchen and dishes. You know my dishwasher is currently broken. It might take me fifty oh. minutes to do the entire kitchen after dinner. So I just pop on an episode and on your phone. No, my iPad. And and you like earphones or you just like blast that thing in the kitchen? No, I just my family is usually upstairs at that point. I put the kids okay. to bed. I always reading a book and I just watch an episode and then. You know, I just check with the uh, the what. Hey, are we watching something together? Right. You know, do you want to know Snuggle. each other as husband and wife? And usually, the answer is no, thank you. Mm-hmm. And I just continue to watch. Uh, you know, so you just Netflix like, until midnight or so. You're just squinting into that iPad while mm-hmm. you uh, with my terrible Irish vision. <laughs> and then you move on over to the uh, couch or uh, mattress and or sideways watch. Mm-hmm. <laughs> With that, with that head cocked on my elbow, like Cleopatra, you know, and I just watch uh, Netflix. And it's even crazy because now I don't, I'm not an insomniac, so I feel like I can complete an episode, turn it off, roll over, and go to sleep. Mm. There's not that like horrible time where I'm like in some kind of like right, yeah. Halfway zone where I can't recall any details, and it's all of a sudden four a.m. and and then you come out of the wormhole, and it's six days later. But you finished an entire season of uh, Iron Fist, <laughs> and you finished three Assassin's Creed Creed games. Right. <laughs> well, well, you know, like like I said, when I get on a kick, I'm laser focused. On you are. Getting, getting that is it. true. Now, I just felt that somebody you know who's taken more than an active interest in kung fu. By training it and reading about it, and you know, I thought that maybe I could prove the internet wrong, quote end quote, mm-hmm. by uh, watching the show. And I'll give you my opinion after the break. <laughs> well, I thought we were gonna get what a tease! I thought we were gonna get it right now before we even got into uh, road. I'll go into it right now if you want. Yeah. I don't know if anyone wants to hear it. People might. Uh, I mean, I, the internet. Maybe we'll set the stage. The internet. Taking a collective pip mm-hmm. on Iron Fist collectively, and yeah. it doesn't rank mm-hmm. with the other Marvel 
TV franchises. And Enter Jonesy loves beer. Right, I mean, rightfully so. When, I mean, when you compare the quality uh, to the other three, and and to be honest, I've only ever seen Daredevil seasons one and two, and Jessica Jones. I did not watch Luke Cage yet, but I do. It's it's rave reviews, so I do want to watch it because I really liked um, the actor who plays Luke Cage in Jessica Jones. So that's kind of like next thing Jessica. on my list. <laughs> so. And, and I, I forget who I was at replying on Twitter about it, but here's the thing. If you're going to make a martial arts movie, get into it, Jonesy. you can't take an actor and say, in the next couple months, take a couple of five animals kung fu classes and then expect to be able to convince me that you, you're a martial artist. And what it suffers from mainly is... For the good martial arts, they have to cut away from Finn Jones. And it's the body type of the stunt double and Finn are so completely different that it's very jarring when the action happens. So Finn can kind of go into what you would call like tiger stance or cat stance. And you know he's done that a million times. It looks right. But for him to throw punches or kicks, like they have to cut away to somebody else. And it's super jarring to watch the action and it makes the action fall very flat Mm. now i will say big negative and finn jones does not know how to react to that material the physical stuff on the plus side and i'm surprised nobody's talking about this the supporting cast is phenomenal i thought the actress who played colleen wing was really quite good. In fact, I found her story much more compelling than Iron Fist's story. Uh, Rosario Dawson has a lot more to do in this series, and she's great. Uh, Carrie Ann Moss has some great cameos. I think the... You remember 300? The movie The 300? You know the guy who played the captain? Like David Wenham is his name? He plays... uh, Faramir. One of the primary antagonists. And he's very good. And um, they even simplify the Kun Lun stuff to the point where it's manageable. And you remember reading Immortal Iron Fist uh, Volume 1. It's not a very manageable origin story. And they give you just enough to make it mysterious and cool. But, you know, and I think I was texting um, Aaron Jones, and he's uh, one of the listeners, and we text back and forth. If they had done this show like Jackie Chan did Police Story with just low budget but mm. a lot of skill. My God in heaven. Like had they had they locked Jackie Finn Chan's Jones team. for six months in a dojo and just said, we're not going to teach you martial arts. We're going to teach you the choreography for every fight for the next two months. This show would have been phenomenal. It would have been great. But instead... He can barely pass for a white belt when he's oh, doing the action. Finn Jones. Mm. But I liked Finn Jones, but mm. I mean, I thought he had some chops, but the character itself was too convoluted to really root for. Mm. Like, I, f- I often feel myself rooting for Colleen Wing or, or rooting for the hand a lot of times in the show or rooting for anybody but Iron Fist, which, you know. 
might serve to tell you that this character is probably better in supporting roles. Much like, um, you know, I watch sometimes Ultimate Spider-Man with Jack, and Iron Fist is a one-off character. He's a one-off character, right? But he's either got like a Buddhist quote or he has a cool action scene and then he's compartmentalized and he's used very, what, like the icing on a cake. Like the icing But the on cake, cake itself is not very appetizing. Now, had they had done maybe a whole season in Kung Lun where we got kind of like a really cool crouching tiger hidden dragon and then mm. the season ended with him in New York as a fish out of water... That could have been an awesome angle to take, but or cast an Asian actor. Yeah, I, I mean, can you imagine if they listen? This is the point I'm trying to make. I understand that Donnie Yen is like in his forties, and he can't. <laughs> but can you imagine getting him and the story of maybe Orson Randall? You know, the older Iron Fist with the two forty fives from that book, mm. and then maybe after the Defenders, we we get the Danny Rand character. There's so many cooler things they could have done instead of trying to shoe in mm-hmm. this character. Now, I really... Listen, I'm a white guy, so who am I to complain about whitewashing or who really am I to have an opinion? It's not really my place to say. Get a martial you, artist. If he's white, yellow, brown, black, get, get a martial Dukes artist. There. That would have been... <laughs> you know what I mean? No. An interesting actor who's a... Good, good or great pass with martial artist would have been the right choice. I tell no you, matter what I can race, tell you who is opinion. a great martial artist. Tony Jaa, Jean Claude Van Damme, Jean Claude Van Damme, both Tony right. The Donnie blonde Yen. chick from Roadhouse who wanted Dalton's D so bad she got up <laughs> on stage and started stripping. She's legit a martial artist. Um, really, yeah, I was uh, you know doing a little. Researching her. Researching. Might go down as the her. greatest transition in paper gig history. Uh, yeah, she's... Uh, she. What's her name? Do you Leslie... Remember her name? Julie... Julie... Leslie... Julie, 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 Julie. Julie. Swedish? Nailed Julia Gulia. <laughs> Julie Michaels. Julie Michaels Roadhouse, 1989. Mm-hmm. We're back in the book club. She fought uh, Keanu Reeves in Point Break. Mm. She, which we've, I've never seen. Point she Break. She fought Dwayne the Rock Johnson 285. in the Scorpion Point King. Break. Oh, that sounds right no? to me. Yeah. <laughs> what? Based on what? That sounds right. Sounds right. I know the Rock's uh, <laughs> filmography like the back mm-hmm. of my hand. Uh, all right, so Roadhouse, one of the greatest movies of all time, inarguably. You can't, yeah, inarguably is right. You, you can't. It's in the same class as Tango and Cash. Oh yeah, in terms of it's got fun, real action DNA. Uh, Road, Jonesy, what is Roadhouse? Roadhouse is like what I imagine it was like when Beethoven uh, imagined this first symphony. Just all the elements of, you know, ethereal, sexual, primal magic combined together in the soup that is Roadhouse. You know, the double deuce is a failing bar. The owner needs a cooler, which is like a special bouncer. You know, is he a manager? 
Is he part owner? Is he just a traveling Shaolin a la Kane and Kung Fu? Who knows? He's all of these things. He's Dalton, you know, cool enough to be a one-name person. And he's brought into the Double Deuce to restore order. You know, what he doesn't know is that his arch nemesis controls all the liquor in the county. So there is a big plot hole uh, economically in this movie, but Patrick Swayze just gives it a spin kick to the face (laughs) and keeps that plot hole moving. So Dalton finds a purpose, finds acceptance from his mentor, uh, the aforementioned vision, Sam Elliott, and finds love in the Me person you. of the small town doctor that must continually patch up his knife wounds, mm-hmm. broken bones, bruises, Broke scrapes. Heart. Like he needed a doctor to love him, I think. Yeah, by the time like, this yeah, movie to was be over. a lot, to stay alive, I think it was probably the best. And, uh, you know, in the end, it's proven that. A human head can only take so many roundhouse kicks before it disintegrates and you get the girl and save the town. <laughs> save the town. Uh, Roadhouse, it, it's one of those movies that you don't always think to watch, mm. but mm-hmm. you cannot look away from once you've started it. Patrick Swayze, his cut upper torso... Zero percent body fat was like what I imagine a real life Ken doll would be like. Only he could also kickbox, or just only do roundhouse right. kicks, or I mean, just choreograph a practice of fight. <laughs> really, it's like they taught Patrick Swayze one Taekwondo lesson, mm-hmm. and he's like, "That's all I need," and just use that one side kick. Over. He does it like 30 times yeah. in this movie. Absolutely. It's 90% of all the fight scenes is the roundhouse When kick. do all the thugs get together and be like, listen, when he when you see his hips move, just take a step back. You'll be fine. Yeah. That yeah. They should Game be over. like, you know what? Let's bring a gun this time. <laughs> <laughs> no. Instead of a gun, we'll bring the monster truck. We'll be fine. Straight yeah. legal. We'll bring Bigfoot. How yeah. How how did he get in and out? Because there was one part where he drives it up to the uh, the main bad guy's house, and then he's just suddenly on the ground. <laughs> yeah, and you're like, when you get out of those things, you you use the tires as ladders. The ridges yeah, in those monster truck tires. Worse, the passenger that. wore a suit, and I don't think he would have climbed those black tires in that blue suit. <laughs> where is like the rope knot ladder that comes out mm-hmm. of the back to of keep that truck that off screen? Let's let's break it down. Let's start here. from the beginning. Patrick Patrick Stewart is the star. Oh yes, he was greatest Captain Picard I mean, and <laughs> Sir also Patrick Dalton Stewart. In Sir, one of the strangest Sir roles Patrick ever. Stewart. He's wearing a Patrick Swayze mask the whole film. <laughs> Patrick Swayze's a star. He plays a bouncer, not just a bouncer, but he is the level of celebrity as a as a professional baseball player. Everyone Easily. knows who Patrick Swayze is country-wide. He's that good of a bouncer, which, I mean, that sets you, that sets bells off right away in this film. Right. Oh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. You could tell when the guy is getting out of the airport limo. It says airport limousine service. He flew in just to see, to see. Dalton. 
What a scene. I mean, and not only that, he goes to he wants to hire Patrick Swayze for this, and he came into money. He's like, I need the best bouncer, the best cooler, who's like the higher end bouncer. And uh, he's, he's going like, to pay Patrick. He's like the project manager of the bouncers. Like, he's yeah. the bouncer, but he's he PM. also like project manages and like, you know, can get the layout and understand how to man bouncer stations and things like this. Like, uh-huh. And also, lot. at a glance, can see how much you're overpouring. I mean, that's a skill. He doesn't. He also he doesn't drink. He only drinks coffee yeah. when he goes to these bars. He's a consummate professional, and he's getting paid five hundred dollars a night to do yeah, this 5, job. 000. So let's this five thousand dollars up front. Nine. Can we? Can we just walk that five thousand dollars up front? That means the walk cash register has to ring in. I don't know twenty five thousand dollars a night. To like Uh-oh, make that worth it? <laughs> I mean, $500 a night. What's that hourly wage? Is that like $80 an hour when all is said and done? He's pulling in. Let's say, The double deuce is busy every night. He's working every night of the week, maybe. Yeah, maybe Tuesday, it's hopping. 4,000 people were maybe, there all buying maybe, dollar drinks. I'd say maybe, given the town, maybe the deuce is closed on Sundays. Yeah, it's a day of rest. It's yeah. a very Christian town. He's pulling an easy 150k a year in 1989 money. Right, it's like 70 million dollars a year in 2017 <laughs> money. But <laughs> actually, I think I did look that up. It's like a thousand dollars a night. Jesus, in today's age. money. Yeah. But Christos, but here my only my only thought is, it's understood that these are consulting fees. He's not staying on board. He's not there forever. Right? Yeah, he's coming in to clean up. So he's going to make it all as consultants do before moving on. Obviously, has no loyalty. I mean, he didn't even finish the job at he was at before. He was close to finish though, because they were wearing the the branded T shirts. The bouncers there, I oh, noticed that. Okay. I thought the same thing. I was like, he's just gonna leave this place. Like, where is uh, his loyalty? Because that guy's like Dalton. What's you? No, Dal- he came to see Dalton, the, the owner of that bar. He's like, Dalton, you okay? You need help? How was that stab wound that you just got in your arm that you didn't react to? Right. Pain don't. And hurt. instead of like saying I'm fine, he's like, I'm leaving. <laughs> I'm going with this guy now. Right. You know what? He was I was kind of a jerk. Like, the guy was coming in to see how his staff wound yeah. is. You don't know if he's a bad or a good guy. Felt bad for him. Dalton, who was that? That was my father. <laughs> yeah. Also, he doesn't he's not fly he doesn't fly. Quote too dangerous. Right. Oh. But not those broken beer bottles to the throat. They're perfectly acceptable. <laughs> Jasper, Missouri. The double deuce renovates it. Right. Population 250, and they all attend the double deuce every, every night, night for five hours straight and spend their entire income at the double deuce. Also, did we ever find out how this guy got the money, the, no, the owner of this wait. bar? He said he came into money. Right. Yeah, no, that's all you need right? to know. That's it. <laughs> He's got enough to do that. He's got enough to pay uh, Ben Masters, Ben Miserly, whatever the bad guy's name is. He's got enough to pay the staff. He's got enough to do it all and pay Dalton, who obviously makes more than him at this point. (laughs) (laughs) He's probably taking him more than a year than the main bad guy. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, he's on par with, uh, what was Ben Wesley? Ben Wesley. Ben Wesley. Ben, that guy's name was, oh, good Lord. What annoying. I was mean, it, the guy, was it Ben? It was something. The guy moses on lawn. So how how rich can he be? 
Brad Wesley. Brad Wesley. That guy was a weirdo. Brad Wesley, the very ethnic-looking Brad Wesley. <laughs> the <laughs> dark-looking Cuban, Greek, Italian. Yeah, whatever Brad accent Wesley. he had, I don't know if he was just subduing it as best he could, or he was trying to fake a light accent. <laughs> yeah, just generic, all-nationality accent. Right, gangster, mean guy. Yeah, but he looked like his his estate, this Brad Wesley estate, looked like it was they were in like Florida in the swamps. He had a weird looking rich man estate mm-hmm. right next to the lake. Yeah, so he dry, so Dalton drop, hops in his Mercedes because he's a man who obviously saves his money. He has a philosophy degree from NYU, but he doesn't want the town to see his money so he hides the car and he buys a a, some cheapo vehicle that's got some you know it's got some thoroughbred in it i guess Mm -hmm. and american uh, muscle he comes in the first 15 to 20 minutes of this movie patrick swayze has the wrong expression on his face for every situation he's in (laughs) most notably so when he first steps into the double deuce and stands against the pillar of the bar. He is like his scowl on his face. It's not even a scowl like this place is disgusting. It's not a scowl like Jane Goodall studying the gorillas. It's just like a weird face that I can't. He's get absorbing out of my head. it. He's taking it all that in. Is, He's he like, is. "What am I going to do? This job that I just drove thousands of miles to do? Because right. I could, if I would have just flown here, I could have been back the same day. If I if I could have said no, but." <laughs> Now, he's also picking out the drug dealers, the creepos that he's going to have to can when he officially starts. That's true. He It does take him a half hour to just sort out all the problems of the bar. Now, fixing them takes longer, but at least within the first 30 minutes, he, he just knows. needs to do that with his fists. <laughs> right. Right. He needs to know who he needs to let go for selling drugs, who he needs to let go for taking a little money out of the cash register every time a drink is poured. Who needs to go mm-hmm. because he's uh, doing women in the break room? <laughs> under eight? Was that she guy. under eight? Hey, Dalton, I'm on my break. Did you notice what kind of underwear he was wearing? It looked like a loincloth, like around yeah. his, his yeah. nether region. Yeah. It, it was, was definitely like picked out of like an international mail catalog. Like it was <laughs> Now we know what scene that Slim freeze framed. <laughs> Maybe I'll make a gif of that later. The um, <laughs> the when he walked into the bar, you know what it reminded me of in the strangest way, uh, Lone Wolf and Cub about how the dude was just watching all these terrible things happen. Oh my god! And did nothing because it wasn't the right time. Quote. Right. I mean, right. he was seeing like the woman was being ogled physically in front of him, and he's like waiting. He's like, no, I'm just gonna keep watching for now. <laughs> yeah, there was some th- there was some bad stuff going down just in that one night that he walked into the bar. Like everything that could probably happen in a bar was happening there. Like mm-hmm. it was bad news bears. They were there were people breaking away, women breaking away to go do drugs in the bathroom. Right. I mean, they were uh like in this this lady <coughs> with the grotesque pimp being sold right in front the of the Jeff Healy band. Oh yeah. So when is that the dude that he said like twenty bucks and you can fondle he, my wife's chest? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, kiss him. So he <laughs> Are you gonna kiss him or what? 
yeah, he comes over and starts to fondle him. You gotta kiss him or what? I don't. I have twenty dollars. Then the slowest back fist in human history occurs, where the guy literally winds up for about a minute and a half. Oh God, chaos! What a, what a bar! Why would you ever even go into that bar, the Double D's? Like, to score can you drugs. imagine staying in that when it's just chaos? And There's a gated fence in front of the band. Yeah, and can you imagine the bouncers had just are have just as much respect? It's like a Tom Green movie or something. Like <laughs> just every night, every table gets smashed because the bouncers are just body slamming. The, the uh-huh. people are just body slamming. Everybody's just just destroying pool cues, tables, <laughs> chairs, broken glass everywhere. How about um? Uh, this the number one in command under Brad Wesley, the uh, Billy Ray Cyrus looking dude who also somewhat knew how to do a sidekick <laughs> and always house. wore sunglasses no matter what time of day or if he <laughs> yeah. was in or outdoors. His hair was amazing. Yeah, it really it, was. Yeah, it was. Everybody is so perfectly quaffed in this, and I mean everybody. Mm-hmm. I wonder if there was like a line item for the amount of like Quaff. either mousse or aquanet hairspray that had to be in effect, full effect yeah. for this movie. I actually really liked Kelly Lynch as uh, the doctor, like her first scene with Patrick, Patrick Swayze. I felt like she held her own and wasn't like a ditzy 80s female woman. I thought she was, she was her her acting was very capable and she she seemed like a legit doctor. I I thought that maybe the direction she got in every scene was okay, Kelly, you're the only one here that has a shred of sanity left. Play it like right. everybody else is just bonkers. And she yeah. did. Even she, Patrick Swayze seems like a mad person. Oh yeah. When he's trying to talk to Kelly Lynch. Absolutely because like we're we're going right to this part and we'll we'll come we'll circle back around because we'll we we're not going to leave a minute of this untouched but <laughs> they meet she staples him without anesthesia you know they they have the hots for each other so they go on a date Instantly. and this is where it starts to fall apart because she held her own as a doctor she's passable she's a wonderful doctor the first <laughs> date all they do is talk about how mysterious he is and how he's just all of, he's like, this is, it's, it's me. This is what you His get. Hair, her hair's like, all blown out too when she got oh, there. Oh yeah. Like, the second date her hair was like normal. Like she wasn't as like, you know, ready for Patrick. Right. In the <laughs> biblical sense. So, but after the first date, little peck, they had fun talking about how mysterious he was. That's all they talked about. Second date, they don't even kiss, and by the end of the night, it's so, you could cut it with a knife so bad, the sexual tension, that she just yeah. takes it out of his pants and puts it inside of her. Oh, they my don't, God. They do not lock lips. They you do can't. not put. They do not put uh, a condom on. You she just bleep all of just, this conversation she just out. insists <laughs> on moving her, anything that's blocking his way inside, and she guides it in. She's the one that guides this. She can't Del- wait to get out of his get it out of his pants and and be rammed against a stone wall of the barn. They don't kiss. Dale, I don't know if you're aware, but 
This is what happens in Jasper, Missouri. <laughs> when you're out and you meet someone and you feel the magic, this is what happens. You go to your $100 a month bar loft right. and you it happens. Right. <laughs> Clothes don't need to come all the way off. They don't. They There's don't just a lot of just hiking it, up and hiking down. That just makes it down. hotter that they're not kissing, you know? I mean, I can't imagine for the third date. Having any kind of fun with a pair of jeans still on, like so constrictive, and well, you have gotta like, hope they're hemmed. I'm gonna you know? tell you the secret to that, Jonesy. Like you have to be Patrick Swayze, thin and muscular. Oh to God, have any I sort of fun imagine. with that. Otherwise, his metabolic rate has to be through the it's roof. Off the charts. He's like the Flash in this movie. How about when he came out of bed in that one scene where the waitress uh, brought him breakfast? Mm-hmm. And he had to come out of bed, and you saw his had no shame. rear end all uh, yeah. fit as a fiddle right in front of her. So mysterious. <laughs> you know? He's like, it would have been better if she just walked in on him awkwardly doing like squats to sculpt his buttocks. Like this right. weird. <laughs> yeah. You know he's doing sumo squats. He has to be. Every day. He's doing something because he, you know, he's obvious he's not even wearing underwear in his sweatpants. He's just or wearing silk, sweatpants. Silk parachute pants. <laughs> right. I mean, his wardrobe in this movie was insane. Yeah. Total, like, obviously, uh, A.C. Slater style. Oh, Z wow. Yeah. I think every, they, they might they have just grabbed A.C. Slater's mm-hmm. wardrobe closet yeah, for this entire film. They're probably on the same stage, like the, the two <laughs> things. A.C. Slater was probably telling him how to do that love scene. Hey, Mario, any Tension. tips? Just hike the jeans down, Patrick. God, That's all no, you need. Alive. Don't need to hike them down. She'll just un- <laughs> unbuckle and take it out. I, mean, what I about, can't even imagine like, wearing those jeans scrapage. without underwear. Like the, yeah. The, if, if I was that thin and those jeans were that tight, I, I, you can't do that. Mm-mm. No. You can't do no. that. No. Not happening. Gross. There's got to be some skin damage, you know? Could be. Some terraforming of the soil, if you catch my meaning. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Holy yeah. moly. Jensen Young got to edit that out. Oh, you yeah. can't say that. <laughs> Dale pretty much did Penthouse Forum for about 35 <laughs> seconds. Yeah, but just, just imagine how smoky that's going to be. Dale... Uh, for the what, audience, we, we are should, you wearing your pants right now? Yes or no? We should release a special uh, podcast episode of Dale reading those articles. <laughs> it would be a special edition. Oh, Maybe uh, Patreon Pen-cake. supporters only get that. Dale reads those hot and heavy oh. works. Oh my, oh my God, God, that would be hilarious. Holy you crap. need to mix in the theme song for the Red Shoe Diaries in the background very soft as right. he reads them. Yeah, exactly, yeah. Zalman Kings presents Dale underscore A. Wade Garrett. Sam Elliott mm. is uh, a vision. Patrick Swayze's uh, mentor, of course. Ultimate cooler. Unbel- just blows my mind that people at this bar know who Wade Garrett is. When he shows up, he's a legend mm-hmm. in Missouri. Pretty sure I where he had the Wade works. Garrett baseball card. The, you know, the cooler <sighs> baseball cards that came out in the U.S. Yeah, at this time. Oh, my color. God. His hair, his hair long in this movie, astonishing. His hair pulled back in that Patrick Rafter-esque ponytail that he did in that one scene. Mm. Kissed his fingers into the sky right now. Oh, my God. Yeah. Macho man fingers right here. <laughs> <laughs> I 
although he didn't hold i felt like he didn't hold his own in those fight scenes whatsoever he looked like he was taker wrestlemania 33 (laughs) yeah yeah you're right i think and that they laid the groundwork by saying in the beginning wade garrett's the best he's getting too old he's still the best put out the Mm. pasture but that's just me that's just the dalton respect saying he's the best but obviously he just can't do it like he used to and he probably knows deep down inside you know now wade garrett comes to the double deuce to see patrick swayze dalton is the only reason he comes is because of patrick swayze's phone call to him and he just gets a bad vibe so he goes all the way to missouri i think he says that he says a little spooked by your phone call miho came to see if you're all right there wasn't even anything really spooky in the call right I think Patrick says was just like, you know what? I got to run. See you later. He was like, oh, yeah. I got off the phone. The only thing he said was, uh, do you know anything about Brad, we- a guy, Brad Wesley? Brad Wesley. I never Wesley. heard of him. Me who? Never heard of him. Me who? You want me to keep my house? I don't know. That's terrible. Also, um, um, I lost my train of thought. Gone. The the Miho impression ruined me. I gotta I gotta read you this one fact that I found amazing from Penthouse. You gotta read it. Uh, according to Sam Elliott, all the they actors did this. their own stunts. They were all trained by Benny the Jet Arquides, a holder of nine black belts oh, and nine different out. disciplines. Arquides believes so much in Patrick Swayze's ability that he suggested to him that he should become a competitive kickboxer. Wow. With those kicks, get out of here. I, I only read the IMDb trivia as I see it, folks. He's he's probably just telling that to Patrick Swayze because Patrick Swayze is the most powerful man in Hollywood at the time. That's, thir- that's yeah. third hand from Sam Elliott. So Sam Elliott's probably all whiskeyed up. This guy said that Patrick should, uh, should throw kicks for a living. This movie really shifts. I don't, I don't want to mean to skip over anything, but it really shifts into high gear where... Uh, Dalton murders a man. The, oh, yeah. Like, literally murders a, a, the bag, the, the number one in command. And he's the first casualty of the film. Like, Dalton really sets then, off then after a that, lot of death in this movie. There's seven more bodies after the. It's just like a domino effect. And, like, no wonder. You're, I mean, you're mesmerized the entire movie by watching it, so you kind of get lost in the fact of it, but I, it, Kelly Lynch is right to act like she just witnessed a man murder Dalton. somebody and, yeah. and treat him like a murderer, because that's exactly what happened, because up until now, uh, Brad Wesley has just sent four guys in a pickup truck every night to try to kick his butt. Yeah. Beat him up. They've, they've like... They they've blown up a building. No one has died from Brad no Wesley's interference in this town no. yet. Like he's ruffling feathers, he should be in prison. But no one's died. How about when so Patrick's uh, right before that? When uh, Brad Wesley's crew jump out of the back of the pickup, and the one has a sparkly blade in his left boot, his right boot, and Dalton has to instruct his bouncer friend in the ways of looking for that. <laughs> kind of thing. He's like, right, boot. And then, right, the guy who wants to fight Dalton 
He doesn't even try. He just immediately opens up with right boot to the face. Uh huh. He doesn't try to punch, to uh, to uh, mystify, to to do hand tricks or to grab him. He just he just immediately comes out with a slow right boot to the face <laughs> that Dalton catches and immediately snaps in half. <laughs> he annihilates that guy's leg. Also, maybe that guy shouldn't make his knife in his boot so sparkly. Because remember when the camera zoomed in on it and it like sparkled obnoxiously? Yeah. This is like total CGI for uh, 1989. Oh, uh, God. Yeah, so, so they have that. Oh, also the, the guy that he fights on the beach in front of his barn in front of Brad Wesley's estate, the, the Billy, Billy Ray Cyrus, whatever his name is, they're fighting. Remember, remember the guy? I, I totally forgot that this guy's lying. He's like, he he tells Dalton while he's beating him up. He's like, really got him on the ropes in a tree branch. He's like, I I effed guys like you in prison. Yeah, yes. I thought that was perhaps the most awkward line of dialogue in the whole film. Like, it really took me out of it. I totally <laughs> forgot about that line. Sure, sure. Yeah, that. I mean, that would. You're like, what? That was like totally like Billy Madison style, right. like absurd line they could have easily snipped that out yeah I, in I the cutting like, room yeah, floor like, i think i feel like maybe that could have been like the gag reel during the credits rolling and like <laughs> maybe have him say a different line like every retake like to try to catch him off guard <laughs> like burgess meredith oh at the end of could Grumpy you, old men dale <laughs> could you just give me some of those takes like what do you have in mind oh okay so like what the first one is like i effed guys like you in prison the second one would be like uh to try to catch them off guard right i'd be like uh dalton your sister f's better than you do i got i guided myself into guys like you in prison i would take a man's outside of his pants (laughs) and guide it against a cell wall in prison That really snapped Dalton back into place and he won the battle. I so mean, Wade that, called me Miho last night. Famously, he's done it before, as is the rumors in the town, but he rips out this guy's throat oh to kill him. God. I mean, that's your move. How does he doesn't that even get to be out. your move? He doesn't snap his neck. He doesn't, <laughs> I don't know, drown him in the lake. Right. How do you even do that? How do you even rip out some guy's neck? Now, it's like tiger grip. It, it's which is crazy because that's like in in the psychological profile of the man. That's crazy, right? Because like there, he's talking with uh, Wade Garrett in the uh, diner about the one time he had to kill a man, and it's because the guy had a gun to his face, mm-hmm. and uh, it was because over a woman. And you gotta let it go, Mio. <laughs> so wade garrett with the with like the had the best lines because it was like real advice he's like there's only two things you can do when a man has a gun in your face he's like you can die or he's like you can kill the mfr so like it just sounds like he had to kill the guy with a gun in his face but he didn't go primal like uh (laughs) some crazy video game and rip the man's throat out so yeah so kelly lynch Wesley. <laughs> he like sends the dead body floating back over to Wesley. I know. I mean, even his reaction to killing this man and then like yelling at Wesley across the lake was as if right. 
he just saw his whole family burned alive, and he's get, he's going to get revenge on Wesley. Right. Wesley has done literally nothing right. to warrant no. a murder, I feel like. No. Maybe Red moves out of town because of his auto parts store burned down. Yeah, maybe, maybe that's uh, great for Red. Yeah, exactly. Like Red's been waiting for months for that place to burn down to get walk the insurance away. money. That's what Wade Garrett would say. Walk away. I, and then it gets even like... I don't, I'll, I don't want to skip to the ending, but there's a, a B cast of old dudes that have been wronged by Wesley in the town, like in the car dealership and you know the barn that he's renting. They have been wronged by Wesley, and their revenge on uh, Wesley at the end of this movie is murdering Wesley and then disposing of the evidence in the next and room and then walking away scot-free. In the next room. In the next room, and then they're cracking jokes after the murder, as like the the funny ending of the movie. Someone makes a joke. So nobody think what would happen if like I don't know the state police show up, and like the sheriff isn't the final authority on what happened here tonight. Like after Dalton rips the guy's throat out, and it's and it turns into like a different movie. It turns into Commando or Next of Kin, (laughs) like. It turns into an action movie with like serious comedic gems. Like they like the movie hasn't been funny other than Wade Gear up until this point. But now it's like the fat guy is gonna get a polar bear fallen, like tipped over on him and it's gonna get laughs. And then when the four guys each shoot Wesley once with a shotgun, four different shotguns four different huge gaping wounds that kill him. Mm-hmm. Like, the sheriff walks up, anybody gonna tell me what happened around here? And the four guys are just like, we ain't talking. And and one of the guys collects well, all good four. good enough for me, fellas. <laughs> yeah. And the guy collects, one of the murderers collects the like all four shotguns and just like puts them under the couch cushions in the next room or something <laughs> and comes back. Or throws them in the lake, but in like the most shallow part where they instantly just wash right back up. Yeah, yeah. it's it's such a dark ending. It, re- I mean, it really is. You you're getting you just murdered a man, right. and they're they're it they're not even reacting at all. In fact, they're yeah. having a hi ho laugh oh, at that yeah. one dude's comment about the polar bear falling on him. Yeah, Their oh, lives yeah, yeah, yeah. Are, irreparably, are irreparably changed from this moment forward. They're all I know, cool with it. you can't, like, just go on with that. You can't, like, this is like some I Know What You Did Last Summer type stuff. You can't just uh-huh. do that and be the same person after. <laughs> That's like Bill and the, uh, you know, the, the Snake Mountain Assassin gang or whatever. Like, f- this is like two feet away with shotguns blowing a man away like it's Mm -hmm. hardcore my favorite part of the sequel is when his daughter comes back to try to bury him but there's so many pieces of him they can't do an open casket funeral (laughs) wesley (laughs) man he looked ripped when he was doing he was like full flex yeah oh yeah he was in the lake probably didn't drink water for like four days so he was like super dehydrated i was just gonna say that Also, I you know, props to Kelly. She at the time she was disgusted with him when he ripped that dude's neck out. Sure. Yeah. Left and uh, eventually rejoined after other people committed murder. So I guess it was cool. 
Yeah, she got over the fact that, you know, maybe this guy that she's seeing and has only kissed once but had him (laughs) inside of her twice uh, wouldn't be like a psycho. Like maybe he'll be cool under pressure. Uh, I mean, in real world, this guy would be a psychopath. Right. Like, like what, Kelly if the, should what if they leave have a baby? Town the baby's crying nonstop. We've been there. Yeah. I never We've thought been a, to a wheel crying one, baby though. nonstop during our 13 hour marathon of Iron Fist. <laughs> yeah. Blocking it out somehow. <laughs> it was harnessing my chi. So there you have it, Roadhouse. Amazing. I mean, amazing movie. I mean, it run, don't walk to your closest yeah, digital vendor. It's and a pick super feel-good movie. It's super great to watch now. Like, I remember watching this, I don't know, when I was far too young. Looking at it now, this is, there is, this is like the end of the 80s. This is the eight, this is 89. Mm-hmm. This is like potentially more boobs than like Revenge of the Nerds or Porky's. Like, there's just gratuitous boob. Yeah, this movie is this. X-rated. Get out of here. Yeah. No, it's not. Where'd you see that? You see that on IMDb? No, Amazon. I bought it from Amazon Prime. It says X-rated. It says X-rated on it? I'm almost 200% sure. I'm sure you're not talking about Amazon. Almost 200% sure equals maybe 25% sure. Don't at me, bro. You must be talking about Amazon's X-ray movie service. X-ray what? There's a feature on Amazon called X-ray. You're sure that wasn't what you saw? That could be it. It's kind of like it's kind of like how many other video? movies has Jonesy told people that are X-rated on Amazon <laughs> that are just X-ray that are Trolls. just have the X-ray so feature? Can we can we drop the troll for a second? What is X-ray? What is that? Explain to me that feature pack. It's like uh, when you're watching it, if an actor comes up on screen, you can like click through to get their filmography and trivia oh. about them and stuff. I yeah, was super pretty, hoping I cool. would just see skeletons. Uh, I'm just going to confirm it right now. The MPAA rating for Roadhouse. X-rated. R. R closer to X. So the the 200% confidence level is one dropping. A few percentage points. Dropping. I still feel that I'm right. And this was like... This, I mean, compared to Tango and Cash, which is what we just watched, there was just one pair of gratuitous boobs when two grown adults were making it in the parking lot that the... (laughs) Cash was being uh, chased through. Uh huh. One of the other movies, which I wish we had more episodes to do before 300, or yeah. we're going to have to adjust our list. A customer's also watched Cobra. Oh, which God. We got to do Cobra. Recommendation. We have to do Cobra. Yeah. What Charles can we Forsman remove from the Definitely on. Let's on just, that. let's not watch Avatar and let's watch Cobra next week. Followed by Demolition Man. Pivot. <laughs> Cobra. Listen, we we actually are over budget right now on our on our book club doc. We need to talk offline, I think, to to, to hammer this thing out. Yeah, it's Oof. getting down to the I wire. Mean, if I had if I had Cobretti right now, and Mary don't forget we need to do Cobretti. Time Cop, and we're two two movies over. Oh budget. God! Okay, so Avatar out. My vote. I say Avatar in. Oh God. Then when do I mean, we do we have Cobra? Gener- we have Generation X is on the list. I think that, that could be that could gone. Go. That can go. Gone. Cobra gone. replaces that movie. Cobra replacing Generation X television movie. We still are one over right now. Okay, give give us another crappy one that we can <sighs> throw. One that's on the on the uh, 
I mean, can we replace criminal and do? I mean, I had the Departed on here. I feel like we might all love that. Mm. It's an it's one of my top ten movies mm-hmm. all time. Mm-hmm. Although we also have Man on Fire, oh. Man on Fire, The Departed. We're gonna have to make some serious decisions here coming up. Yeah. I don't know that I can take either of those off the list, Matthew. Platoon was added recently. Fuck. Fucking platoon. <laughs> platoon. Mm. We have a lot. Of, we're gonna have to do some soul searching. Yeah, because like, because like we, what we know is great, and mm-hmm. is a masterpiece. I mean, it could be good for the show, but maybe. Yeah, I kind of want the the off the beaten path, right? Quote unquote masterpieces. Exactly. Cobra, Time Cop, Demolition Man. We have the thing. Oh God! God. <laughs> I mean, unless we backtrack on our Alien quadrilogy, get it out of there. We could remove that. Gone. People didn't want the people didn't want it anyway. We're just listening to the people. Jensi, not weeks ago, you said you didn't want to listen to the people and you wanted to uh, I believe them up. my exact words were, we're upsetting all the right people. <laughs> that is, That might be the exact <laughs> quote. You know, maybe Alien Quadrilogy Part 2, you know, maybe in 2018 where we oh, yeah. get the dust off the machinery to come back and do a rare episode, maybe we finish Q1 that. Q1 2019, maybe, at the earliest, 301. Yeah, maybe that's... Maybe that's uh, could be what we do you know it's just an idea okay because we're having too much you know i'm just having too much fun we don't want to stop the fun the fun don't want to stop i'm on a fun roller coaster Mm -hmm. maybe the matrix trilogy is also one that it gets pushed to 2018 flick it out yeah yeah that's that's more i think yeah So now we have room for Cobra, The Departed, Platoon, Mm. Uh, Wall Street. I just watched the, uh, I was texting you guys about it, I just watched The Aviator. Great Mm -hmm. movie. Uh, Love that movie. It was one of those movies where I I would say, you know, I got to watch that movie. Turns out I've been saying that for 13 years because it came out in 2004. Wow, I just got around just like watching it. it was on HBO. So we were talking about, you know, Scorsese and uh, DiCaprio. Great movie. I loved mm-hmm. it. Loved it. Mm. Amazing team. Yeah. Amazing team. Dun, 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 dun. Thunder in Paradise is coming up. We got to find a, a time frame to do Thunder in Paradise, the movie. In person. Yeah. Yeah. Like Should that. we get to the letters? Do we have any letters? I think we do. I think we do. Have we letters. got your letters. I'm gonna open them up. Farrington's gonna read them to you. Letters at papercake.com. You shoot us a letter with my right on arrow. <laughs> I'm surprised you don't have that as a bumper yet. <laughs> <clears throat> Our first letter. Uh, from dear friend of the show, Kent Taylor. He writes, thanks. Uh, greetings. I am still reeling from the news that Paper Keg's weekly format will be out, will be obsolete at episode 300. 
I understand that six years of doing a weekly podcast takes substantial time and effort, and life can take different turns during that time. I wanted to say thank you, as I have tremendously enjoyed your podcast. I first started listening when I was commuting from a previous job, and your podcast rekindled my love for comic books. Uh, do we ever do comic books? He, he, mean, he means movies. Uh, I have made many laughs and have read comics that I would not have experienced if not for your recommendation. Thank you again for your love of comics uh, slash movies. I am hopeful that episode 300 will be commemorated with a t-shirt as a send-off. <laughs> Friend of the show, Kent. Uh, P.S. If you take up a new podcast topic, old pro wrestling pay-per-views may be your calling. Mm. I have laughed often about the hypothetical promo from Bash at the Beach with Sting, Luger, and Macho Man. The impression of Macho Man discussing Sting's dry mouth was priceless. <laughs> oh my god, uh, love it! I had a uh, back, you know, I I had a creative, you know, inspirational thing, like in a perfect world, we would do like an a once a month wrestling episode to reflect like the pay-per-view that would be coming out mm. but like a years ago one like an older version right. of it love it anyway he's got time for wrestlemania that. 10 days away so really what is happening is taker and roman reigns is that really what's going down that's happening that's officially we're gonna find out whose yard it is <laughs> oh, who's the big dog oh boy so this is where Taker officially gets like put down, right? I mean, he can't could be because they can't make Roman Reigns like lose again. He's gonna win for the rest of our lives. <laughs> Roman Reigns. He's, He's gonna the cock big dog. That arm. The big guy. Whose yard is it? Is that what they keep drilling into your uh, WrestleMania head? moment? <laughs> Moment. You know, you know how I always used to on podcasts. I like to have give people nicknames so that, like it connects people with the show. Yeah, WWE does that after doing a line of cocaine. I mean, <laughs> these people. You don't need a nickname for someone's named Roman Reigns. His name is Roman Reigns. Right. It's a pretty <laughs> ba name. Right. All right. You don't need to call him the big dog. You know, Roman Reigns, the big guy, the guy. The Undertaker's name is The Undertaker. You don't need to call him The Dead Man. Right. His name is The Undertaker. He's not human. (laughs) (laughs) Next letter. Uh, From friend of the show, Justin Giglio. Pivot to internet darling... Nathan Fillion in Serenity. In <laughs> Friendship, yours, uh, six ace 16 on that. Uh, <laughs> I guess that's Twitter. Six ace twi- 16 I'll have to check. Sounds like a Twitter handle to me, Dan underscore. I am 200% sure of that. Here we go. That was the, that was the whole letter. Slim, are you okay <laughs> reeling from that letter, I feel? Nathan Fillion, your arch nemesis. That was the letter? I didn't see that letter. That's before. it. Is that that's a real letter? letter? Did you just it, make that up? Less than 140 characters. It has to be a Twitter handle. Totally real. Maybe I mentally blocked it out. It's totally no, uh, him on Twitter, Firefly. too. Yeah. We're not doing Firefly. 6-Ace-16. Six six. Six uh, final letter. 
comes to us from Kent Taylor. Uh, that's not a classic Jonesy mistake. He's just got a second letter. Uh, subject, Death of Superman Wizard Magazine. Mm. Mm-hmm. I had to say, as soon as I saw the subject of this email, I almost cracked my screen trying to click on it. Uh, I apologize for two emails in one week. What no apology me? necessary. But I came across something I had to share in your podcast episodes featuring the death of Superman arc. Slim mentioned that he wished there was some way to get a glimpse behind the scenes of the story arc. I recently found on eBay a special issue of Wizard Magazine from 92 that was a Superman tribute issue. Gross. It covers the history of Superman in general, but does have some interviews with creators about the creative process. Further searching led me to another magazine from that time period that I had never heard of called Comics Value Monthly. I ordered both on eBay for about 10 bucks total and was to- and they were totally worth what I paid for them. Thought you all might be interested. Friend of the show, Kent. Hashtag not on social media. Uh, to give credit where it is due, I have included the links to the Superman blog that led me to these great finds and he links both below. Uh, I won't uh, read them because I'm not going to do that. But if you want it, email me, Jonesy at Paper Keg, and I'll forward you those links. Big dogs. <laughs> Whose yard is it? <laughs> I actually love, I think, didn't we all collect wizard? I did. I, I have many I had issues. every one of those wizards. Didn't Jonesy, wizard. why did you say gross? Superman's gross. I don't like him. So, oh, oh, I thought that was in the letter. No, that was my own aside. Oh my, that was terrible, Jersey. But yes, um, <laughs> yeah, you know what? Wizard was the greatest. Superman's secret identity. That was quite a book. I actually Superman. clicked on the link that he sent, and the Wizard Special Edition Death of Superman one has a different co- um, Jan Jurgens cover. It's like a version of the famous. They're both punching each other, mm-hmm. but it's different. It's interesting. You remember when I met Dan? I do BCC? remember that. BCC. Mm. I mean, there's so much content and interviews in those old wizards that are just lost forever. They used. To, I remember they used to do those Marvels retrospectives. Yeah. They talked about the Easter eggs and I mean, the they interviews. Did a, they did a good job of like filling that magazine with content, even you know if it was uh, like paid for or whatever. I, I don't mm-hmm. know this complete story, but it definitely like fed into people's love of comics, man. It was great. God. I mean, I learned so much about comics just from those wizards. Mm-hmm. It's different when you could just type in and get the answer to any ever any comic book question you've ever had and get it instantly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If you, you had to track down those wizards. Mm. Uh, I wonder if you can get like, not that it would even... Matter, but like you know how they they release like those CD-ROM, yeah, compendiums do of everything. Have scans. I think you can find scans of the wizards, mm. but I don't know if even I would want to yeah. just read scans of them. Yeah, I don't think I would thumb through like a scan. Mm-hmm. It'd have to be the actual magazine. Maybe you should, uh, as Comicsology ambassador, try to get the digital files. I think they're tied up somehow. I mean. The- the ending of Wizard was kind of shady. I what? think even people people that like read it or worked for Wizard at the end don't have kind things to say about it. Apparently it was a very shady demise. Mm. 
maybe that's why they're not like easily accessible too. Who knows? Mm-hmm. Nobody knows. What a show! Mm, great, fantastic show this week. Next week could be the one people have been waiting for. You know, Marion Cobra. Cobretti cutting his pizza with scissors. Best scene in movie history. (laughs) We'll see everybody next week. Love you guys. Bye. Slots. You know, for my money, I'll take uh, Cocktail Kelly Lynch over uh, Roadhouse Kelly Lynch. That's just me. Really? You know? That's just me. Really? I don't even remember her in Cocktail. Right? Oh, she played the... She played the rich wife? Yeah, she played, uh, you know, Pocahontas... And uh, she always seemed older in that movie. She did seem older, right? She seemed like, like way older. This was that came out a year before Roadhouse. <clears throat> hmm. Fascinating. You wouldn't take a cocktail Kelly Lynch over cocktail Elizabeth Shoe, though. I don't think. I don't think anyone would make that decision. Ta-da! No, I don't think so. Not with that. Uh, Cocktail Elizabeth Shoe side boob. <laughs> Flanagan's no, cocktails and side boob. the shelter of your love. Run no. the shelter of your love. Now, are we going to be getting an update on uh, Dan Lunders Gray? Can you reveal to us right now to the, the PK community the updated percentage on bcc he's sliding out of frame <laughs> updated right <now>. percentage <clears throat> you're at like 54 last week yeah I, I'm at, fif- I thought it was 50 last week yeah i'm a, I'm, I'm a good uh 70 there oh good 70 percent there mm. i laid a little bit of ground mark but the, the week got away from us everybody was sick out of uh touch with talking about you know being alone wow. with children, things like this. Wow. Wow. Yeah, but... Uh, That's big news. Baltimore Comic Con, my birthday weekend. 
I can't think of a better time. It's going to get wild. It's going to get wild. It's going to get wild. We'll probably uh, find some uh, beer pong place to play. You know what I mean? I mean, maybe Baltimore has that Korean beer pong underbelly. Mm -hmm. Probably do somewhere. Yeah. In Koreatown. Red Adidas warm-up suits. (laughs) Actually, they were all, you know, the guys I played were wearing black V-necks. Oh, man. So you were too, right? You were one of them. No, I was wearing a Wolverine tee and a scarf, actually. Just the scarf and tee? No jacket? (laughs) No pants. (laughs) Pants. Was the scarf something at that point? (laughs) Oh, it was a scene. I'm sure that's yeah, maybe there's a Koreatown in Baltimore we can stumble upon. Is this a wings? Was this a bar? It was. No, it can't be a bar. Yeah, it was a bar. Beer pong had a bar. It had a bar. So the the backstory is I went out last night, one of my few outings out. For the year. The guy's a father. He always in the last two weeks. This is my capacity. Now, bear in oh. mind, before you continue, crucified for watching Iron Fist, it's, nobody says anything when Slim goes out to the bar seven times in the last nine days. That's a father. Cool. For the record, I think twice in the last two weeks, twice over the last six months. Still a crazy ratio when you think about it. Uh, no, it's a, it's a place called Crush with a K. So I assume the K is maybe Korean, Rush, I don't know. It was a Korean bar. We walked in there. The record player stops, and we go play some darts. I'm having a resurgence in darts, mm. honestly. Love darts. So then we, we decided to get in on some beer pong. There's four tables set up at this bar. People are playing constantly. Wow. Wow. So it's like yeah. not, you can't just like... Stand around and you know have fun. This is like ping pong. Get to get to the game. Get moving. Get done. So the next people can play. Yeah, it's wild. As soon as we got on the table, these guys were like making up rules. Wow. To like, okay, you know, you guys are loser buys, loser buys shots for playing. I was like, oh god, damn it. Okay. Yeah, that stinks because you can't say no. I know. You People look see. like jerks. Yeah. Coming into These their outsiders house. coming in here. Don't get booted. When it's probably like normal for loser to buy shots or something. Like, Maybe. Like those guys that play each other, they don't even have to tell each other that they have to buy shots for them because they just mm-hmm. do it. Mm-hmm. But you don't want to because not everybody has to. Right. And we got roasted because <laughs> we're sinking shots like they made the game that night. <laughs> Never seen anything like it. Oh man, crushed. We got crushed with a K. Yeah, but the more you know, you know, the more you know. Actually, now I remember it wasn't on the. It was on the fourth floor of a building. We thought the place was closed because when you're like, if um, I don't know if this is normal in other cities, but there's like these weirdo buildings in New York City where there's like a sign for a bar. But there's no bar. You don't like see through it, and you see people having a good time. And it's like fourth floor, so you have to walk through this kind of like dingy mm. hallway, get in the elevator, go to the fourth floor, and just pray that it's an actual bar. You're not going to get and not a room murdered. for people going to stab you and take your money. Yeah, right. Yeah. Right. Get that so roundhouse yeah. kick ready. <laughs> I mean, I learned it from from Patrick. Get that boot blade. get that boot blade ready. <laughs> 
Now that I, I mentioned I have cocktail open up in my browser, what do you think the percentage is of cocktail and Rotten Tomatoes? 21%. <clears throat> I would say, uh, yeah, I would say 32%. Five. Oh my percent? God. Percent? Same. Yeah. <laughs> what do you think? The, I mean, Metacritic is a 12. What a sin. It's disgusting. We should. I, I wish I could just group email those people and just ask when they stopped hating life or started hating life. Like maybe after the episode, after the uh, numbered episodes, 2018, we do one more cocktail episode. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just to see I where love, we're at. I'd uh, love to do another cocktail episode. I think we owe it to the people to do it again. I think, I think you know it's what, what they're be, probably asking for. You know what would be thrown out there? MST3K style, we record us as we watch cocktail. <laughs> oh, oh God. Oh, yeah. Like a paper keg riff tracks. Man, how different would the dynamic be? That would be, that could be, be amazing. super different. Yeah. It'd be funny. Could be funny. Could be bad. I don't know. Yeah, who knows? Next career. Next career Run to the shelter of your love. Brian Flanagan. Get a hold of yourself, young Flanagan. The world's last barman poet. Oh, God, that scene. <laughs> <laughs> What's the legality of, like, recording us watching a movie? Would we have to, like, make sure not to get the actual movie audio in the background? Oh, so that, like, yeah. We could, I would think I'm just going to leave I the think front so. door open for the I think the that's, like, even in. what, like, the Riff Tracks guys have to do. I wonder how they block it out like that. Remember they have the movie going through their headphones, maybe. Like the audio, so it doesn't like get into the microphone. Yeah, yeah. That's, yeah. <laughs> I make drinks so sweet and snazzy. The iced tea, the kamikaze. <laughs> oh, God. Greatest movie of our generation. Wesley! <laughs> He wades into the water with the floating dead body. Wesley! Good thing uh, that that lake had enough of a current to send that dead body floating all the way back over to Wesley's side. What do they even do with that dead body? He doesn't call the cops, I guess. That guy's just missing for the rest of his life. Yeah. Does he's Wesley just, just like burn it? His, his, he's just bleeding throat first into the lake. But, yeah. <laughs> Uh, hour 13 maybe we should wrap oh my up god yeah we gotta go i gotta get some mass effect under my belt before i you gotta at least get one entirely. more cut scene before you fall asleep <laughs> yes exactly hit and stop hit and stop all Hard right stop. jonesy okay say goodbye to everybody okay goodbye live audience hit and stop <laughs>